Everybody staying warm? Huh? Yeah? Yeah. We had a good Christmas. Yeah, great New Year. We did too. We uh, had all of our kids home for the Christmas holiday, and that is always a blast. We sent our oldest back to Wisconsin to finish up her student teaching. And uh, we took the Christmas tree down uh, yesterday. That was kind of, you know, mixed emotions. It's kind of always sad, you know, into the holiday. But, man, it is so nice to have that living room cleaned up, isn't it? <laughs> it's nice kind of cleaning up after Christmas. I happened to find this uh, present underneath the tree when I was uh, cleaning up. And it's uh, I'm not sure what's in it yet. But uh, what would you call this? This is just a, uh, it's an unopened what? Christmas present, right? It's an unopened Christmas present. Does anybody have one of these laying around their house? You guys have open <laughs> as an intentional? No. <laughs> well, I found ours. I think I'm going to save it to next year. You going to save yours till next year? I think I'll save mine for next year. I'm not quite sure what to do with it. I don't know. Maybe I'll. Uh, I was practicing uh, spinning it, so maybe I'll just. Uh, maybe I'll just play with it. I'm not quite sure what to uh, to do with it. So I think I'll just uh, set that down over here. You know, very. Uh, not very often does anybody have uh, an unopened. Christmas presents uh, laying around their house, do they? You know, most times uh, you get to Christmas, people tear into those, and they want to know what they got, and uh, people have fun with those, and we're going to be looking at spiritual gifts uh, today, and so hopefully uh, it's my prayer for each of us as we get through this. Uh, we'll know we have a spiritual gift, and we want to tear into that and use it, and uh, I did get some presents this year. got some new shoes, and uh, not these. <laughs> got some new shoes, got a couple of uh, some cookies and some snacks and gift cards, and so we had fun uh, opening presents. You know, this whole process of uh, buying presents and exchanging gifts and Christmas, it wears you out, doesn't it? I get to the end of December, I'm like, Phew. you know, because buying gifts, you know, that kind of starts at the uh, end of uh, November. Uh, we have a Black Friday. Uh, anybody go out for Black Friday? <laughs> anybody doesn't want to admit it? <laughs> I love Black Friday. You know, it's the day after Thanksgiving. Everything goes on sale, and I just love watching people. It is absolutely a blast. Just going out there and watching people. And so our kids have fun with it. You know, we get up and we just kind of mess around with it. We don't really go out and buy stuff. I went out uh, last year. I didn't buy one thing. <laughs> this year, uh, I was out shopping around, and I was uh, just kind of walking through the store, and I found a uh, dual-screen DVD player. It was like $49. It was like 90% off. I'm thinking, that'd be great. You know, get one of those, throw it in the back seat. Kids can watch it. Uh, they each have their own screen. They won't be fighting over it. And so walked up to the shelf. They were out. So I just stopped the clerk and said, hey, do you have any more of these? He goes, you know what? we got one left. And it's over on the uh, countertop over here. So we started walking over to the countertop. I saw it, and I kid you not, as we're walking to get it, somebody walks by and picks it up. And I was like, oh, oh, oh. I was going to buy something, and now I'm like on this quest. And so now I really didn't, you know, really wasn't going to buy anything, but now I have something that I didn't get. I was like, oh. And so finally I just ended up giving up on it. But, you know, it's funny because, you know, that process of buying gifts is uh, it's just, it's, ugh, where's you at? And then what happens after Christmas? This is, uh, this is my new phrase. I'm going to coin it. Uh, it's called Red Return Day. <laughs> Red Return Saturday is the day after Christmas. You know, Black Friday is when all the money comes in. Uh, it was funny. I was watching these people return their gifts. There's a lot of money that goes back to consumers <laughs> after Christmas. And so I call that Red Return Day. It's money that they have to give back. And uh, I didn't have anything to return. My kids did. Uh, so I'm standing on one of these lines, and this line is huge. It's like the same line that was waiting to buy stuff is now waiting to return it. And so I'm standing in line with her. She's got to get a shirt different sizes or something. So I took a couple pictures. First time I took it, the flash went off, and everybody, like, freaked out. So, um, But I started figuring out how to get pictures without anybody looking. <laughs> so we're getting ready to leave, and uh, I walk by the shoes that I got for Christmas are $15 off. So I'm thinking, man, they're, they went down by $15. So I went and got the receipt from my wife. I stood in that line three times. <laughs> 
it was like, man, that's, that's what I did. Uh, you know, I got my 15 bucks back, so that was kind of a, uh, a good deal. So anyway, you know, with all this talk about presents and gifts, and uh, we're kind of in that season uh, these past few weeks, I thought that this would be a great time to talk about a different kind of gift. Everybody's got gifts on the mind. So this morning I want to take a little bit of time looking at spiritual gifts. Uh, it's a different kind of gift, more of an important gift. If I ask you to uh, turn to your neighbor this morning and share with them uh, what Christmas gift you got uh, this past few weeks, um, you would probably be able to share something with them. You know, what did you get for Christmas is a very common uh, question. And even if you didn't get a gift, uh, if you didn't get stuff, you know, maybe God blessed you in some way. Usually people can share, you know, a gift that they received uh, over Christmas. But if I ask you to turn to your neighbor and share with them what spiritual gift God has given you, uh, maybe in the past year, um, statistically, 80% of the people would not be able to share what their spiritual gift is. You know, we did that last night and kind of had a little bit of fun with it. Uh, but the situation here is, is that the majority of Christians don't know what their spiritual gift is, and very few have had an opportunity to be able to identify it, develop it, and train it. So we're going to spend a little bit of time talking about uh, spiritual gifts. The Bible says that every single believer has at least one spiritual gift. And so it's important that we know what they are and how to use them. If you brought your Bible with you this morning, I want to invite you to uh, turn with me to the book of uh, 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And while you're doing that, I just want to uh, invite you to, if you don't have a Bible at home or if yours is difficult to read, I want to invite you to uh, stop by our welcome desk and you can pick one up today. Um, just bring your completed welcome slip uh, to a welcome desk and tell them that you need a Bible. And uh, But beginning in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, uh, Paul is writing about spiritual gifts and he says this, Brothers, I don't want you to be ignorant. You know that when you were pagans, when you were far from God, before you had a relationship with Christ, somehow or another you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. Therefore I tell you that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says Jesus is cursed, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. So there's this clear distinction between who has a relationship with Christ and who doesn't. And if you're a believer, you have a spiritual gift. Paul says don't be ignorant about it. He says there's different kinds of gifts but the same Spirit, different kinds of service but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but the same God works in all of them and through all men. Now, to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit. It's given for the common good. There's one that's given through the Spirit the message of wisdom, to another the message of knowledge by the same means of the same Spirit. To another, they're given the gift of faith by the same Spirit. To another, the gift of healing by the one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between the Spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And to another, interpretation of tongues. All of these gifts work together through the same Spirit, and He gives them to each one just as He determines. And so Paul's talking to the believers, and he says, look, if you're a believer, you have a spiritual gift. There's all kinds of different gifts, but you have one. And they all work together for the common good. You know, the Bible talks a lot about spiritual gifts. I want you to think about the word gift for a moment. When I say the word gift What's the first thing that comes to mind? Gift. Some people, it might be Christmas gifts. Maybe you thought of birthday gifts. You know, uh, last night someone thought about the gift of salvation. That was pretty cool. You know, there's all kinds of gifts. Gifts. Gift giving, gift receiving, gift wrapping, gift lifts, gift certificates. We got uh, all kinds of gifts. So this morning we will look specifically at spiritual gifts. You know, God loves to give gifts. God is a gift giver, and he loves to give 
uh, gifts. You know, the moment that you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, God gives you three gifts right off the bat. He gives you the gift of eternal life, the hope of spending eternity with Him in heaven. He gives us the gift of the Holy Spirit, and He gives you a spiritual gift. He gives you a spiritual gift. Every believer has one. Uh, in your bulletin this morning, uh, in your worship folder, you have an outline, and I'd like to invite you to uh, take that out with me for a moment. Up at the top, 1 Corinthians 7.7, 7, this is Paul writing again, says, Each man has his own gift from God. One has this gift and another has that. A reminder that there's many different kinds of gifts, but every believer has a spiritual gift. When you place your faith in Christ, you're saved from an eternal separation from God. The Bible says that you're a new creation. The old is gone and the new comes. It's replaced by a new you. God gives you the gift of a new life, an eternal life, and then he takes residence uh, in you and gives you the gift of the Holy Spirit. God dwells in the life of every believer. And that's what connects us uh, together. And then God gives each of us a spiritual gift, a gift that is to be used for the common good, a gift for the purpose of building up the body of Christ, the church. The Bible mentions uh, many different kinds of spiritual gifts. Christian Schwartz, in his book, Three Colors of Ministry, identifies at least 30 different types of uh, spiritual gifts in uh, Scripture. Uh, Way too many for us to look at this morning, but the Bible does say clearly that you have a spiritual gift. When you're born physically, God gives you some physical gifts. He gives you the gift of hearing, taste, touch, smell. God gives us physical gifts when we're born physically. And in the same way, when you're born again, when you're made new through a relationship with Christ, God gives you a spiritual gift that he wants you to have. Uh, Every believer has one. And you know what the greatest thing is about spiritual gifts? They can't be lost. They can't be stolen. They can't be taken away. They will last forever. Whatever Christmas present you got at some point is going to be is going to go away. Moth, you know, moths, rust, something's going to happen to the physical gifts that we get. But a spiritual gift is something that God gives us, and, and, and we have them uh, forever. And, and the other great thing about them is, is that they have an eternal impact. I mean, we're not just talking about a DVD player we can have some fun with. God gives us a spiritual gift that when used in conjunction with all the other spiritual gifts, builds up the body of Christ and ushers in the kingdom of God. Isn't that a great thing? You know, so spiritual gifts are important to God. They should be important to us. And so I want to look at three reasons why we need to know our spiritual gifts and what they are. You know, the first reason that you need to know your spiritual gifts is because your gift shows you God's plan for your life. Your spiritual gift shows you God's plan for your life. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, um, verses 4 and 6, Paul says this. He says, There's many different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit. There's different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but the same God works all of them in men. That's that message that we just, the passage just read out that Paul wrote. He said, he says that God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit work together in and through us as we work and serve together to accomplish His plans and His purposes. Your spiritual gifts determine what God wants to do in and through you to accomplish His plans. And once you understand your spiritual gift, it answers all kinds of questions like, What's God's will for my life? You know, what, what does God want me to do now? Or what does God want me to do next? Or what kind of ministry should I be looking at or serving in or getting involved in? Or how should I spend my time? Where should I focus my life? What's God's will and purpose and plan for me? I talk to people all the time that ask me questions. You know, I wish I could 
find out what God's purpose or will is for my life. And, you know, it's great when somebody asks that question because the, the answer is found specifically in, well, have you made a faith commitment? Do you understand how to have a relationship with Christ? Do you understand your spiritual gift? I mean, when you understand your spiritual gift, God gives you clarity about what your purpose in life is. Every Christian is called to use their spiritual gifts to build up the body of Christ. The church and your spiritual gift shows you how you fit in. You know, if you're, if you're gifted in organizing, then God wants you to serve somewhere as an organizer. If you're gifted in teaching, then you need to be a teacher. If you're gifted in music, uh, then you need to be involved in music. You know, if you're involved in, if you're gifted in leadership, then you should be leading somewhere. And this is one of the things I absolutely love about small groups. Small groups are a great place to talk about and learn about your spiritual gifts. All spiritual gifts bubble up, and you can see them so clearly in a small group. I mean, there's, there's almost no question about what your spiritual gift is in a small group. Because if you want to open up your home and uh, have people come in, then you probably have the gift of hospitality. You, know, you get involved in a small group, and somebody's always interested in, you know, well, what should we study? Or, you know, they probably have the gift of leadership. Or somebody that has the gift of service or the gift of prayer. You, know, you get around in a small group and you pray for one another. Somebody with the gift of prayer is going to serve us. You know, small groups, just spiritual gifts bubble up to the fun. They are absolutely a great place to talk about and learn how to use your uh, spiritual gifts. So we're going to have an opportunity uh, next week to sign up for small groups. And if you haven't had an opportunity to be involved in one, I'd encourage you um, to do that. But whatever your gifts are, those determine how you are to use, use your life. That's how God wants to uh, use you. Our passage from uh, 1 Corinthians 12:6, the word different appears three times in that passage. There's different kinds of spiritual gifts. There's different kinds of service. And there's different kinds of working. And so you need to know that God has uniquely designed um, each of us. You know, you're not supposed to copy anybody else's spiritual gifts, which is a real big temptation for other Christians. I mean, how many times have you thought to yourself, oh, man, I wished I was more like fill in the blank? Or how many times have you ever said, oh, man, I wished I was as good as, you know, fill in the blank? You know, that's not what we're supposed to do. Don't do that. That's not God's desire for you. Um, you are unique, and you need to focus on being all that God wants you to be and not what he wants somebody else to be. So if you're a Christian, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, God's given you a specific gift that's just for you, and he doesn't want you trying to copy uh, someone else. You know, we're all wired differently. In fact, um, listen to how differently uh, people might respond in a family if someone drops the dessert on the floor uh, after Christmas dinner. You know, here's what each person would say according to their giftedness. The gift of mercy would say, Oh, don't feel bad. That could happen to anybody. <laughs> or the gift of preaching would say, see, that's what happens when you're not careful. Or the gift of serving might say, here, let me help you clean that up. Or the gift of teaching might say, well, the reason it fell was because it was too heavy on one side. <laughs> the gift of hospitality might say, hey, don't worry about it. I got another dessert. Let me go get it. You know, exhortation might say, you know, the next time you should serve the dessert with a meal and then that won't happen. Or the gift of giving might say, well, here, let me go buy another one. Don't worry about it. And then the gift of administration, this one's my favorite, might say, Martha, pick up the mess. John, go get a mop. Mary, start helping your mother fix another one. <laughs> See, isn't that great? I mean, we all have different gifts. And God uses each of them in a unique way in order to accomplish his plans and his purposes. And when we all work together uh, using our spiritual gifts to build up the body of Christ, uh, then the power of God is just unleashed in an amazing way. Well, the key is, is not to compare yourself to others, but to find out how God has wired you. You know, what gift has God given you and start using that. Uh, so don't worry about comparisons. So we need to know what our spiritual gifts are so we can know God's uh, plan for our life. And then second, we need to know 
uh, our spiritual gifts because they show me where we fit in. They show us where we fit into this uh, larger body of Christ. Um, you need to know that. 1 Corinthians 12:27 says, You are a part of the body, and each one of you is a part of it. You know, the Bible talks a lot about members. My hand is a part of my body. It's connected. It serves in my body. And so all of us together, you know, the same way, we make up the body of Christ. The church is not a building. Uh, the building is a tool for us to use to help us be effective at reaching people for Christ. It's an opportunity for us to gather to worship God. It's a place for us to invest in and train up and raise up leaders uh, for the harvest. Uh, the church is uh, made up of individuals and each one of us is a necessary and important part of it. Each one of us is important, and every one of our spiritual gifts is very important and very much needed. And so uh, you are just as important in the body of Christ as I am or as anybody else is. Uh, so you, know, you just need to know that. You are a part of the body of Christ. Our gifts that God gives us are the ability to, uh, to bless others. And uh, God's given you a spiritual gift so that you can be a blessing to others in, as well. And, and when we don't use our spiritual gifts, then you know, basically what we're doing is we're cheating other believers. You know, if I don't use my spiritual gift, you, know, you get cheated. And if you don't use your spiritual gift, uh, you know, I get cheated, and so does everybody else. And so God has designed us uh, in a unique way to make a unique contribution. You're not here by accident, and uh, you're not given a spiritual gift by accident. And unless you use your gifts, unless we use them together... Um, we're not complete. Um, so we need to know what our spiritual gifts are. We need to show us God's plan for our life. We need to know um, our spiritual gifts because they show us where we fit into this body of Christ. And then third, we need to know our spiritual gifts because they are the source of true fulfillment. Spiritual gifts are the source of fulfillment uh, in life. Every human being has a desire to want to be needed, to be useful. Every human being wants to feel like their life uh, makes a difference. And when you use your spiritual gifts that God has given you, that makes you not only productive uh, because God has gifted you to do something, but you also enjoy it and you find um, fulfillment from it. Uh, John chapter 15, uh, verses 8 and 11, uh, Jesus says, This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. I tell you these things so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be what? Made complete. You know, real joy doesn't come from making a lot of money or from, you know, from buying stuff. You know, those things are all temporary pleasures. But real joy uh, comes not from things, but it comes from knowing that my life matters and I'm a part of something bigger. And uh, that's where the source of our tr true joy is. And so if you've got a pen with you, just take a minute to, to circle that word um, joy. Where does joy come from? Jesus says it comes from him. He puts his joy in us and he makes us complete as we work together. Uh, glorifying God. Real joy comes from knowing that my life counts for something, that I'm not just taking up space, but I'm a part of something important in building and investing in relationships that are going to last for all eternity. So knowing our gifts and finding joy, those things are directly related. You find real joy not by being all that you can be, but by being all that God meant for you to be and living that out. And so you find real joy by taking your spiritual gifts and the abilities that God has given you and using them to accomplish uh, His purposes and not our own. The Bible says that we're given uh, spiritual gifts to, to glorify God and to build up His church. Uh, God give, has given me gifts to bless you. Uh, your gifts bless others. And uh, although all these gifts are meant to be a blessing for others, uh, being a part of what God is doing, uh, there's no comparison to the thrill 
of just knowing that uh, you're a part of something bigger. The thrill of using your spiritual gifts and watching God as he uses them is absolutely the greatest um, feeling uh, in the world. I've been uh, active, um, pretty active guy, and over the years I've traveled a lot of places. I've had an opportunity to travel you know, different places around the world, and I've experienced a lot of thrilling things. And I've had a lot of exciting, exciting adventures. I was an executive for a healthcare company for a while before I made a faith commitment and uh, came to my realization of my need for Christ and uh, got active in ministry, realized I had some spiritual gifts and uh, started serving. It was interesting. You know, I became a believer. I didn't know any other believers except for my wife. And uh, so God just kind of just laid on my heart uh, this desire to want to share what I had with other people. People were asking me, you know, what would you do? Did you join a cult? It was, it was amazing, the opportunities that God um, gave me just to share my faith with others. And then the other interesting thing about this whole process was uh, the more active I got involved in ministry, the more I realized that there were very few churches that were really doing anything about it. You know, I think a lot of times on Sunday mornings, people come in, they come and they say hi, they sing, they hear a message, and then they go home. Then they come back the next Sunday, and it's kind of the same routine. <laughs> you know, there's not a lot of churches that are being intentional about helping people get connected, about helping them identify their spiritual gifts, and about serving and being involved in small groups, and about sharing their faith and making an impact for Christ in the community. You don't hear a lot of conversation like that in a lot of different churches. And I think, you know, the second thing that God just kind of laid out in my heart is, look, we, we, we're a part of something bigger here. This is really important, and uh, we need to use our gifts, um, you know, to do something about it. And so God just really stirred my heart and desire to want to be involved in uh, ministry. I went to seminary, uh, not so that I could become a pastor, but because I really wanted to better understand my faith. And I found out the Bible wasn't, I grew up thinking it was written in Latin. I found out it was written in Greek and Hebrew. You didn't know that? Old Testament's written in Hebrew, New Testament's Greek. I found that fascinating. And so I uh, got involved in a couple classes and started to learn how to share my faith. And man, it was just, it was a blast. And then uh, church history, church history is fascinating. Uh, just, you know, theology, what does the Bible say about these different topics? I mean, I've gotten uh, involved in just the reading of Scripture, and it just it really was life-transforming for me. And so as I started using my gifts, it was just fun to be able to hang around other people that uh, were like-mindedness and, you know, the ability to uh, be involved uh, in a conference. You know, Pastor Dan talked about the fact that we're part of Converge. Uh, we're part of Converge. Uh, we have a district we're a part of. We have a global conference of churches that are taking seriously, raising up leaders and planting healthy churches. And just the opportunity to be a part of that and be involved in that has been nothing but a thrill for me. And I wouldn't change that uh, for the world. And so uh, all of that because uh, I, because God stirred my heart a desire to, to know him personally through a relationship with Christ and to develop uh, my spiritual gifts. And so uh, it was just amazing. There's nothing that compares to the thrill of knowing that you're a part of something bigger and you're making an impact on eternity. That's where true fulfillment uh, comes from. God wants you uh, to feel real joy and significant. And he wants to give you the gift of salvation. He wants to give you the gift of his Holy Spirit working in your life. And he wants to give you uh, the gift of a, a spiritual gift. Uh, not just for you to look at and admire and kind of hang up under the tree, but so that you can tear into them and use them, play with them, and have fun. So, you know, that's the key to real fulfillment in life. And if you're not experiencing that joy and that fulfillment right now, we want to help you with that at Springbrook. And it starts by having a relationship with Jesus Christ. And so uh, on the inside of your uh, worship folder uh, is that welcome slip. Uh, Pastor Dan mentioned earlier, I want to encourage you to make sure that you've, uh, if you haven't had an opportunity to go ahead and tear that off. Uh, right on the back, about the middle, there's a little place that says, I desire to talk with someone about what it means to have a relationship uh, with Jesus Christ. If you have not taken that step yet, then you need to do that before you do anything else. 
Uh, before you can get a spiritual gift, you have to have a relationship with Christ. And it's not just so that you can get a spiritual gift, but it, it, based on what you do with Christ, depends on where you spend eternity. And so it's a critical decision. And so as you head into this new year, uh, if you haven't placed your faith in Christ, I want to encourage you to take that step uh, first. God doesn't give you the, a spiritual gift until you've accepted the gift of his son. And so if you haven't taken that step, I want to encourage you um, to do that uh, this morning. And uh, if you'll just indicate that, Pastor Dan or I will give you a call next week. I'd love the opportunity to talk with you more about that. Uh, or maybe today you just need to know a little bit more about Springbrook or what it understands to be a member. You know, we are members of one another, and we belong to one another, and we belong to God. You know, just like my hand has members, I've got a, my hand is a member of my body. It doesn't just uh, hang out or regularly attend. You know, it's a member. It's connected. And so, you know, we're designed to be uh, connected with one another. And so if, you know, if you've got questions about membership or any of our ministries, um, you can just indicate that, and, uh, and we'll, we'll uh, contact you early next week. But it's through our commitment uh, to Christ. It's through our commitment to the local body of Christ and through serving with one another and through the use of our spiritual gifts that we're able to be all that God wants us to be and serve one another uh, and reach our community. And uh, this morning, um, only God and you know what your next step is, whatever it is. I want to invite you to take a moment to uh, share that with us so that we can help you with that uh, next step. Knowing what your spiritual gift is is important, but uh, also is important is, uh, is knowing what God wants you to do with them. And so what is uh, God's desire for your spiritual gift? Well, the first thing that we see on the back of your outline is uh, it's God's des- desire that we discover what, what they are. You know, we need to discover what our spiritual gifts are. You know, we talked earlier about, you know, statistically 80% of Christians don't know what their spiritual gifts are. And I want to encourage you during the next week, uh, just do that. You know, start asking people. And you're, you're going to be amazed by the results. Uh, next week, uh, if, you're, if you have a believer in your small group, talk about that in your small group. Uh, if you're hanging out with some believers somewhere, just start asking people if they know what their spiritual gifts are. And I guarantee you that you're going to hear, I think, or I don't know, at least uh, 80% of the time. If you don't if you, if, you, if you don't hear that, uh, let me know. But that's been uh, the case for me. And so the first thing God wants us to do with our spiritual gifts is, is to discover what they are. You know, 1 Corinthians uh, 14.1 says this. Paul writes, we need to follow the way of love and eagerly desire spiritual gifts. And I love those words, eagerly desire. You know, if you've got a pen with you, those might be just good words to underline. You know, one of the marks of a true Christian, uh, what makes them a true Christian and it's a reflection of their spiritual maturity. Uh, it's reflected in their desire um, to know their spiritual gift and to be able to intentionally use it uh, to serve God. In fact, if you have uh, no desire to know your spiritual gift or to develop it and use it, uh, then you should really ask yourself if and what you believe about God. You know, because one of the characteristics of a genuine follower of Christ is that they have a desire to know the gifts that God's given them and a desire to use them for his glory. God wants us to know what our spiritual gifts are. Remember what Paul says at the beginning of 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 12? He says, regarding spiritual gifts, I don't want you to be ignorant. You know, this is a warning. Paul says, look, it's important that we understand what our spiritual gifts are and knowing what they are and using them is important. You know, God wants us to know more about our spiritual gifts, more about them uh, than, than we've ever known. And so uh, he wants us to know more than you already know. And so you can develop them so you can use them and so you can use them to help others. Uh, identifying spiritual gifts and using them is important. And so we are all in this body of Christ together, uh, serving and accomplishing what God would have for us. And so it's important that we um, uh, discover our spiritual gifts. And there's a couple of different ways to do that. These aren't on your outline. But you know, the first way to 
um, be able to identify your spiritual gift is really by examining your past Christian life. Um, you can examine your past Christian life. I look back at uh, my past, on my, on, on my past Christian life, and I ask questions like, well, where have I served God so far? Um, what have I enjoyed doing in the past? Where, what has God blessed? Um, where have people been impacted? And, and where have I seen results? You know, every believer is called to be a witness, to share uh, what Christ has done in their life. But if you've had an opportunity to talk about somebody, uh, to talk to somebody about how to have a relationship with Christ, or if you've ever had an opportunity to pray with them, or if you've had an opportunity to help them take the next steps uh, forward on their spiritual journey, then you probably have the gift of evangelism. You know, if you don't mind having people come over to your home and hosting a group, then, then you probably have the gift of uh, hospitality. You know, if you see something that needs to be done and, and you don't mind uh, you know, serving to help that something get fixed, then you probably have the gift of helps or service. And so you know, one of the ways to know what your spiritual gifts are is just by simply kind of looking back in the past at your Christian life and seeing uh, where God's uh, been able to use you. And, you know, to be quite honest, that's one of the reasons why many people don't know what their spiritual gifts are because they've never really gotten involved in anything and, uh, and so they don't have anything to look back on. And so if kind of that's where you are today, I want to encourage you um, to get involved. Uh, so that God can uh, develop, uh, identify and develop your spiritual gift. And if you don't have anything to look back on right now, you know, maybe you're uh, going to have to start depending upon uh, experiencing. And so you can, uh, you can examine your past Christian life or you can experiment. Uh, begin experimenting with different types of ministries. You know, there must be at least 100 different ways for you to serve right here, right now, just at Springbrook alone. You know, we have all kinds of different ministries. And so what interests you? Today after the service, if you want to stop by uh, out in the lobby, we have a gift, uh, a table. It's got uh, colored uh, information brochures on uh, many of the ministries that we have here at Springbrook. And so uh, today, if you want to experiment with something, I want to encourage you to just stop by and look at Try to find something that looks interesting. Um, just, you know, give it a try for a couple of weeks. We have first serve opportunities. You try something one time. Uh, if you don't like it, as a matter of fact, the expectation is that you're not going to come back. And so you serve someplace one time. Uh, if you like it, then you have an opportunity to say, hey, I didn't mind that. I'd like to do it again. Or I didn't like it, and I'm going to go try something else. Just, so it's kind of a no-obligation first-serve opportunity. So it's a great opportunity just to try something out. And uh, keep trying something till you find some place that you fit in. Try something that you think you might be good at or that you might enjoy. I guarantee you, you will not be disappointed. You know, when I uh, first became a believer, I just didn't sit around, you know, wondering what I should do. Man, I, I jumped in. I started talking to people. And I jumped in. And, you know, that's what you need to do, too. Look for what God is doing and just, and just jump in and start serving where you won't be disappointed. If somebody had told me 15 years ago, uh, someday I'd be a pastor talking to people about Jesus and starting churches involved in ministry, I would have thought you were nuts. I probably would have laughed at that. But, man, it has just been amazing. Uh, what God has doing. And so, you know, that's my prayer for you too, that you wouldn't just uh, uh, just sit there, but just jump in and start getting involved in something that God's doing. It's a, it's a great place uh, to do that. Uh, we're glad you're here. Uh, maybe uh, there's a good place for you to start today and you're not quite sure what it, where it, that is, and we want to help you with that. Uh, we've got a spiritual gifts class that's coming up uh, at the end of January, and so I'll talk about that in just a little bit. So an opportunity for you to maybe jump in, take a spiritual gifts class, and so we'll help you with that. Um, whatever we can do, just let us know. God wants us to discover where our spiritual gifts are. And then second, he wants us to develop them. We need to develop our spiritual gifts. It's not just enough to know what they are uh, and discover them, but we need to develop them. Um, Paul says, First uh, Timothy 4.14, we're not to neglect our spiritual gifts. And so we identify our spiritual gift, but then we're not to neglect it. So circle that word uh, neglect. That's an important word, you know, because many people know their spiritual gifts. They know what they're good at but they're holding back 
and they're not using their spiritual gifts for God's glory. And that is uh, neglect. If that's where you are today, I don't know, maybe you're thinking I'm too busy or I have other priorities or maybe there's a fear of failure and you don't know where to start. I want to encourage you um, just to break through that barrier today and uh, try and find a place to start serving because you need to know right now that Satan will do everything he can to keep you from discovering and developing your spiritual gifts. Now, he doesn't want the body of Christ built up. He doesn't want God being glorified, and he will do whatever he can to get you involved in all kinds of activities and stuff. Some of it might even be good, but it can easily keep you from being all that God wants you to be and experiencing um, real joy. So don't neglect that gift. Um, Identify it, start to learn about it, read about it, and uh, let us know how we can help you with that. In uh, 2 Timothy uh, 1.6, Paul says, for this reason, I remind you to fan into a flame the gift of God. We're to fan into flame uh, the gifts that God gives us. We're to keep them alive. We're to strengthen them, deepen them, uh, increase them, cultivate them, work with them, share them with others. You know, it's not enough to know that you're gifted in an area and then coast through life, you know, serving on your terms. It's not enough to know that you have a spiritual gift. You need to train it and develop it. A lot of Christians treat their spiritual gifts like they treat their Christmas presents. You know, they run out on Friday morning, uh, Black Friday, they buy their gift, and then, and then, they, then they find it and they don't want it. <laughs> you know, so it's red returns or, you know, it just sits under the tree and gets lost. You know, if you are a, a Christian and you have a spiritual gift, you need to identify it and develop it and train it. And if you are not a Christian yet and you have not committed your life to Christ, uh, you need to make the decision uh, to do that today because uh, that's the only way that you can have the assurance of heaven and then uh, we're not just sitting around waiting for heaven. Um, God wants to give us a spiritual gift uh, to clarify our purpose in life and to build up uh, this local body of Christ. And once you've been given a spiritual gift, uh, you have to open it and you discover what it is. Uh, and there's a big difference between knowing what you have and then uh, learning how to use it. So if you want to know what your spiritual gifts are or if you want to know how to train them, then uh, I want to encourage you uh, to uh, maybe make attending our upcoming spiritual gifts class a priority. It might be a great a next step for you to take. But it's God's desire that we discover those and develop them. And so uh, just kind of like a five-year-old kid turn into his Christmas present. Eagerly desire your spiritual gifts. Train them. Uh, turn into them and play with them. So know your gift. Start learning about it so you can develop it. And that leads us to the third desire that God has for us in our spiritual gifts is that he wants us to use them. You know, 1 Peter 4.10 says, Each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. You know, circle the word use. God wants to use your spiritual gifts within the context of the local body of Christ so that it can be built up and the kingdom of God can be built in. And we're to use them to serve others. We use our gifts to serve others for God's glory. That's one of our purposes here at Springbrook, to help you discover, develop, and use your spiritual gifts. Ephesians 4.11 says this, It was some he gave to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelism, uh, evangelists, some to be pastors and teachers to do what? To prepare God's people for works of service. So that what? So the body of Christ may be built up. You know, I have several responsibilities uh, here at Springbrook, and sometimes it seems like I can get a little blurry, but at the end of the day, I have to ask myself, is what I'm doing contributing to the building up of the body of Christ? And there's times when I have to cut some things out. There's some fun things that I can get caught up in, some good things that don't contribute to the body of Christ. And so I can't neglect these other responsibilities for the fun things. And so sometimes we have to cut stuff out. Um, You know, uh, God's given every believer a spiritual gift, uh, not for the purpose of the benefit of an organization or a club or even for myself, but for building up the body of Christ. And so we need to stay focused on that. Uh, There's a book called Margins written by a guy named Richard Swenson. 
and uh, it talks a little bit about how we spend our time, and it looks at some exponential things. And one of the exercises was, you know, I went through and I kind of kept track of my time for a couple weeks. And the, at the end of the week, I looked at what I did every day. For seven days, just kind of looked at this. You know, I got to, I saw the results. I about fell over. It was before I was a believer. It was right after I became a believer. And I only spent 5% of my time uh, on God-related stuff. You know, church, small group, reading the Bible. I spent uh, 30% of my time sleeping. You know, 30 of your life spent sleeping. I spent 15% of my time uh, watching TV or uh, playing on the computer. It's amazing uh, where we choose to spend our time and neglect the gifts that God's given us. We're not to do that. Spiritual gifts are for the purpose of building, uh, bringing God glory and building up His church. It's that simple. And what an awesome plan that He has for us. Every Christian gets a spiritual gift so they can contribute, uh, so that everybody's important. Nobody feels insignificant. We're all gifted differently. Some people are up front. Some people are in the middle. Some people work behind the scenes and you'll never see them. Uh, but every person is important and uh, an important part of how God chooses uh, to accomplish uh, his purposes. Uh, and I'm gonna, I want to make you a deal this morning. I want to let you know that I will, I will commit to help you find and develop what your spiritual gifts are if you will step out and do the ministry that God has gifted you to do. If you don't know your spiritual gifts or if you want to develop them further, I want to give you an opportunity to sign up for our spiritual gifts class uh, today. If you're not a follower of Christ, you know, what would it take for you to get there? How can we help you take that next step? Whatever it is, um, would you just share that with us today so that we can uh, help you with that? This is serious business, and, it, and eternal destinies are at stake. And one way, uh, one day we're all going to stand before God, and we're going to give an account. Um, he's going to stand there with his pierced hands, uh, having died on the cross for us, and he's going to ask, what did we do uh, with those things that he entrusted to our care? How did we deal with our spiritual gifts? You know, 1 Corinthians 4.2 says, it's required that those who have been given trust must prove faithful. We've got to be faithful with our spiritual gifts. God makes an investment in us. Uh, we must prove faithful. And there's a lot of people who are out there who fear death but don't fear dying. You know, if you're a believer and you're going to heaven, we don't have to fear death. We should probably fear uh, having a wasted life. And so let's not waste uh, what God has given us. Will you commit to using the gifts that God has given you? And so as we head into a new year, as we head into the year 2010, only God knows what kind of spiritual explosion could happen through our combined um, commitments. Can you imagine with me what the power of God might do through us uh, individually as a church if everyone committed to learning, developing, and using their spiritual gifts, talents, and resources? Now, what have you done with that gift of salvation that God has given you? Or what have you done with the power that spoke creation into existence? What have you done with that power of the Holy Spirit? And, and how are you using your spiritual gifts? And what are your next steps? Maybe it's time to... Uh, Take some of these passages that we've took back this morning. Just your next step, it might, if you don't know where to start, just start memorizing some of these passages. You know, that might be your next step. Uh, maybe it's to sign up for our next spiritual gifts class uh, at the end of this month. Um, on the inside of your worship uh, program, you'll find a blue insert. And I want to invite you to uh, take that out with me for a moment. I'll look at that with you. Um, next week, we're going to be looking at small groups. And so... Uh, uh, you'll have an opportunity to join a group. If you have an haven't had an opportunity to do that, um, that's going to be coming up. But today I want to invite you um, to join us for our next spiritual gifts class. Our next class is going to start uh, at the end of January. And so that last week of January, we're going to be kicking off our next class. Um, it's going to meet once per week for three weeks. And uh, the meeting day is going to be based on your input. And so I need you this morning uh, to let me know if you're interested in that class. Uh, and then there's a place for you to share what day 
might be best for you. And so I'm going to collect these. So far we have uh, uh, 15 people that have expressed interest in our spiritual gifts class. And so if you are interested in jumping in uh, to that class with us, just let us know what day is good for you, and I'll be contacting you early next week. And and, uh, if if you're not interested in the spiritual gifts class right now, maybe you just have questions about Jesus Christ and how to have a relationship with him. And I might encourage you to check out one of our other classes. Maybe check out uh, Christianity 101. Um, Al Dietschy has done a fantastic job leading our Christianity 101 class. It's an eight-week class looking at who Jesus Christ is and the work that he accomplished for us on the cross and how to have a relationship with him. And so that might be a a great place for you to start. If you've made a faith commitment but you have have not had an opportunity to be baptized through immersion or if if you're not yet a member of Springbrook Community Church and you've got questions about that, indicate your interest in one of those classes. We hold those every month. It's a great opportunity to learn more about um, answering your questions in those areas. If you're interested in hosting your home up for a small group or you want to know a little bit more about uh, how to be an effective small group leader or small group host, then you can indicate your interest in that class. If you want to invest in the life of another individual here at Springbrook, uh, maybe a friend, maybe, or even a neighbor, somebody that doesn't attend here, but you just want to invest in their life, you want to be better at uh, disciple-making or apprenticing, um, you can indicate your desire on that. Um, you know, whatever your next step is, we want to encourage you to take that with us here at Springbrook as we head into this uh, new year. Out in the middle of our lobby this morning, we have our first serve table with information on many opportunities that we have here to serve at Springbrook. And so I want to invite you on the way out of the uh, service today to stop by that and uh, pick up uh, maybe some of those sheets, find out uh, some ministries. I want to encourage you to make this year uh, the year that you uh, get involved and be a part of what God is doing. And so as we head into the year 2010, I want to invite you to make a commitment with me uh, to make this year uh, the year that God unleashes his power in your life, uh, in us individually, and uh, as a church. And so I invite uh, our worship team is going to come out. We're going to give you just a few more moments to fill out your welcome slip as well as uh, your interest in any of our upcoming classes. I'd like to invite our ushers um, to go ahead and come forward now. And uh, we're going to collect uh, those information slips uh, from you as well as we're going to be collecting uh, our tithes and offerings. And so I'd like to ask you to uh, just pray with me uh, that as we head into into this year, uh, uh, beginning of this year, that God would just unleash his power in our lives, that he would use uh, our financial gifts and resources for his glory to build up uh, his church and uh, unleash his power in our lives and in our community. Would you pray with me? Uh, Father, I just want to thank you for the opportunity that we have uh, to come together in this place, uh, God, to worship you and to uh, learn more about your plan for us, uh, the use of spiritual gifts. God, I just thank you for the hope that we have in Christ. Um, that is a, the ultimate true gift, uh, the gift of your Son. And I thank you for the opportunity that we have to celebrate that. I pray that you would increase our faith and draw us close to you as we head into this new year of 2010. Uh, God, I just pray that we could united, just pray that you would unleash your power in each of our lives in a fresh new way. And uh, we look forward to the great things that you're going to do as we head into this new year. And, this time we also want to set aside uh, our, the first fruits uh, of your provision for us. We thank you for all the ways you've blessed us. I know right now that there's a lot of uncertainty about our economy, and I know many people are looking for jobs. Uh, God, you have been faithful. You've proved yourself faithful throughout the years, throughout the ages. I thank you for that faithfulness and for the hope that we have in Christ. And we lift our offerings up to you uh, this morning, God, as a fragrant offering to you uh, for your glory. And just pray that you would continue to draw us each close to yourself. We look forward to the great things you're going to do in our lives, through our church, as we head into this new year. And we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.